good glorious morning blessings to all of you who are tuning in right now this is resurrected love God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my wife, Vanessa. Hello, hello. Today's topic, inward, upward, and then outward, our foundational identity in Christ. Today, we will be talking specifically about inward, but I'm going to have Vanessa give you guys a little bit of an introduction to inward, upward, and then outward, because I'm sure you're probably kind of confused on what that even means. Yeah. So I think Vanessa's going to break it down a little bit for you guys and get you guys understanding where we're at and... It'll help you understand why inward, 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 upward, and then outward is so important in our walk. Yeah, amen. So inward, upward, and outward is just a, I guess like a one, two, three of um, how God revealed to us in the most effective way of how we should walk with him. So um, our call as a follower of Christ is to bring his gospel message, just to bring his kingdom outward. That is our priority in life. I mean, it's to love the Father and to love others as ourselves. And so we want to get people saved. Um, but how do we get to that point of being able to bear good fruit for the Lord? You know, um, a lot of us are really zealous and on fire and we want to go out and we want to preach. Um, we want to evangelize. We want to touch people. And we want to see people's lives changed. Um but how do we get there? So inward, upward, and outward is that little one, two, three. Inward is really that first step of taking a look at yourself. That is actually like the first step in your walk with Christ is it's repentance. You have to come mm -hmm. to the end of yourself, re recognizing the things that are wrong, the things that you've done wrong, and allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and fix those things in you. And then from there, we have upward. So once you recognize that you've got uh, or you acknowledge that you've got some things going on that are not from the Lord, then you look to him for the characteristics, for the fruits that the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. The transformation. Exactly. Comes and fills you with all those things that you need in order to go outward and to bear fruit. Sure, sure. Okay. So we'll, we'll, go, we'll go a little bit deeper into inward today. Um it's so close to upward as well, because inward leads right into upward, and then upward leads right into outward. So um, we're going to try to keep it just inward. <laughs> might be hard. So it might be hard. But let's go to the very, very basis, very basis of this. So this is for the new believer, but also a seasoned disciple. And I'll break them down individually of how they can be used. Um, so let's go with the beginner first. Let's go with the, the new Christian. Mm -hmm. Okay. God has called me. And I've accepted his call. What comes? What comes next, right? Yeah. Because like Vanessa was saying, a lot of times we come, we we become very zealous for the Lord, and we come to this place where we just want to just kind of go gung ho for the Lord. Yeah, right? you've got a new we, fire. You have a new fire. You've you've been touched by the power of God for the first time in your life. Your mm -hmm. this whole entire kingdom reality, new life reality, has been placed into your life once you become born again. Once you've accepted that call. Mm -hmm. But like Vanessa said, what like like what do you do in order to become effective for His kingdom? So, um, what comes next is born again, of course, a new reality, a new heart, a new life, a new understanding. Jesus said to Nicodemus in John three three, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. This is that transformation process where it goes from mind head knowledge. So I'm sure a lot of you out there, I know myself included, and Vanessa as well. 
we were born and raised in the in the church in a very religious system, and it was a lot of head knowledge. Mm -hmm. I knew about Jesus. I was taught about Jesus my whole entire life, but this new reality had hit my mind. That came straight into my heart. Yeah. And it showed me that the kingdom of God wasn't just some fictional book that I read in church or something that was taught as culture. Yeah. This was an actual reality in my life that I needed to walk in. Yeah, it was a reality that God's not a million miles away, but that he's right there wanting you to surrender to him. Sure. Yeah. Amen. So you become born again, Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead, you will be saved. This is that head knowledge turning into heart knowledge. The, what was it? Cardionosis, I believe it was called. Oh, okay, yeah. Cardionosis, that's called heart knowledge. Mm. Um, but yeah, so once once that happens, it's that what comes next after I believe in God, once it comes next after I believe that Jesus ra was raised from the dead, that he is king of all kings. Yeah. Well, you're not your new creation in Christ. So now it's time to get to work. Yeah. So... Instead of going out there, and I'm not saying this, we're not saying that it's wrong to be zealous for evangelism. No, it's wrong not to at be all. It's to beautiful. Save your family, because the first thing you're going to want to do is save the world. Right. Jesus already saved the world, but you want to be like, well, here, I, want, I want part of that. I want to be part of that game, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're going to go, kind of go, go uh, gung ho. Yeah. But this is why a new creation needs to still be transformed, and we're in this transformation process that will never end, and that's why this is also. Also fitting for the seasoned disciple. Mm -hmm. um, a new creation in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Mm -hmm. For some reason, even though that statement is very, very true, our spirits are alive and, and alive and going, we still have this baggage of garbage that we've taken through our whole entire life, and it's still on us. We have these yeah. old garments. We have these, this old identity that needs to get shucked away yeah. and thrown into the fire. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like, you know, um, depending, like, for Zach and I, we came to the Lord when we were, like, 23, 24. So we've got 20-plus years of all this garbage of things that we've we've taken in because, you know, we're, we're sponges. Um, mm. Since the moment that we come into this world, we are gathering information and we've gathered all this information from school from work from all these different our surroundings our, our yeah, environment yeah our environment that that's what's made us but now we're coming to a place where the indwelling of the holy spirit is now our new teaching environment amen so. and that's completely different it's not it's no longer an outside in it's an inside out yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say it's an inside <laughs> job it's an inside <laughs> out job but the big part about this is that you have a new purpose in your life. And the, uh, another thing is with this purpose comes foundation and comes relationship. Mm -hmm. You can only become transformed once you realize relationship is a true thing. Otherwise, it'll be just by your own works that you change. Yeah. So we're supposed to imitate Christ. Mm -hmm. Plain and do, simple. How do we do that? But how do we do that? Exactly. <laughs> um, but the, the way that we have to imitate Christ, the only way we can imitate Christ is if we look inward first. Mm. So looking inwardly, we're looking at ourselves inwardly with a hu humble heart, vulnerable before the Lord and within ourselves, mm -hmm. and seeing that, you know what, we are not a perfect creation. Mm -hmm. God created us perfectly, but we still have this old baggage called characteristics, characteristic, characteristic flaws, sorry, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all these personality traits that need to get dumped. Yeah. Because now, if we, let's just say like, hypothetically that we've, li we've lived our lives with this rejection. Yeah. That we gained from when we were seven, whether it's a parent drop, uh, not paying attention to us, pushing us away, a boyfriend or girlfriend pushing us away, or friends or something like that rejecting us. 
this thing after a while our mind will tell our heart hey you've been you're you're getting rejected and this hurts yeah. we have to make a defense mechanism for you so when this opportunity arises again and rejection comes at the store comes to the door mm-hmm. how do we how do we dodge this rather yeah how, how do we get away from this feeling that's caused us so much anguish over the years yeah right yeah so what it does is it, it might make you headstrong mm-hmm. it might make you very prideful it might make you very hidden Mm-hmm. It might make you. It might make you something that's not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So let's take this to the evang- evangelical world, mm-hmm. where we go into the streets and we want to pray for people, but we haven't had this rejection taken care of. Mm-hmm. So now let's go pray for people. All right, get rejected because when you're on the street, you're going to get more rejections than not, unless you're Jesus yeah. himself. Yeah, for, for sure. You Jesus know what I'm saying? Was rejected, and he, and he was. <laughs> I mean, he was. You know, like yeah. Nazareth didn't even want to hear a word. Right. <laughs> so. If you go out there with that rejection and you get rejected and rejected and rejected, your fleshly, your mindset, your heart that is attached to the old characteristic is going to bring up that defense mechanism and you're going to operate out of the fleshly fruits and it's going to produce bad fruit. Yeah. So instead of being, um, operating out of the spirit, we're now operating out of that defense mechanism for a rejection. Right. Or a defense mechanism for whatever it might be. And that could, yeah, it could be anything. It's not yeah. that's just an example. There's right. anger. There's depression. There's all sorts of things right. that can come along with it. Yeah, and then and then too that for me, um, if something's not taken care of in my soul, then those are open doors for the demonic realm to come in and, and mess with things too. Sure, sure. You know, so not just um, in that inward like repentance like where i did something wrong or or um even like when people do wrong against you or if you done wrong against them it's this i need to shut every door i need to be able to be right before the lord yeah and i need to be strong in my identity before the lord mm-hmm. so that i can go bear his love his peace his kindness his joy all those kinds of things right so Throughout our lives, like Vanessa said before, we came to the Lord. What like for us, it was only twenty three years, and we're very blessed by that. Yeah. A lot of people, it's been 50, 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. You know, you have older folks. I've seen. I've seen. I saw a ninety nine year old get baptized. That's so fire. Like <laughs> a couple months back, and I'm like, my goodness, we came to the came to the Lord at twenty three years old, but I still had a whole entire backpack filled with rocks, pebbles, and boulders that needed oh, yeah. to get kicked out. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and I'm but, still trying to kick them out. Sure. Yeah, yeah. This is a whole lifetime. That's yeah. why it's a, it's for the seasoned disciple. Also, I'm sure you guys are starting to understand where we're coming from. If you're a seasoned disciple, it's a continual cycle of healing, a continual cycle of transformation mm-hmm. and sanctification. So right when you first come into the understanding of Jesus Christ being King, the first thing you're going to want to do is hop right into that sanctification field. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing that he has you do, because what, why, why do you follow Christ? Yes, he draws you in. He brings you some, but what's the next thing? conviction mm. you are convicted but you respond with repentance mm-hmm. right you repent you turn to the lord you change your ways you change your mind you renew your mind and you move forward with that right but now that you have this newfound information of okay i gotta change mm-hmm. well what, how do i change what do i need to change what what needs to happen or how like what do i change into mm-hmm. yeah we know that we need to be changed into the image of christ right put on his fruits his characteristics mm-hmm. the way that he acts the way he loves right but how do we see ourselves that way if we've been risen up in this world to see ourselves a specific way? Because a lot of times before we met the Lord and even like a lot of times when we do know the Lord, mm-hmm. 
There's a lot of self-hatred. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things, a lot of flaws in our in our life that we don't like about ourselves. And a lot of times we turn that into condemnation rather than conviction to turn into repentance mm-hmm. and to change our ways. Yeah, that's so true. So um, with this newfound relationship, it's an open door for revelation of yourself. Mm-hmm. That Just one category because mm-hmm. it's oh, it, this relationship will bring you the kingdom. Right. In its entirety. A kingdom that we really know nothing about. No, in, in Romans 8, it says that we have become inheritors of the kingdom of God and God himself. Mm-hmm. So, like, this this is, it's very vast, the revelation we can grasp. Yeah, God is infinite. And we're, sure. we're trying to grasp, grasp in, infinity. Infinity, which is, yeah. I don't know how it's going to happen. <laughs> Lord, thank you. But anyways, you know, with this new relationship, we can finally come to understand who God is as, as a person. Mm-hmm. Because he truly is a person, the three-in-one Godhead. Yeah. God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit are all three-in-one, but individually able to have a relationship with. So, Mm -hmm. if you're at home and you're like, I've talked to God all day. Well, it's time to talk to Jesus now. Even though (laughs) Jesus is God. I know, it's it's kind of confusing. That's a topic for another time. It's always a trip. It's always a trip. (laughs) But this newfound relationship, he will show you what you look like to him. Mm. Because with relationship with Jesus doesn't come anything except for true, pure love. If you don't see him right, then have a humble heart and let him show you how to see him. Mm-hmm. And in turn, he will show you how to see yourself. Yeah. Ask the Lord, Lord, how, how, how do you see me? What, what am I supposed to be? Well, we read in scripture that we become a new creation. Mm-hmm. Our sins are passed away. He's healed us. He, he's, he's at Calvary. He washed it with his blood. So the Lord doesn't see our sins. He sees our spirits as his, as his dwelling place. Yeah, amen. He doesn't, he, like, if you looked at back in the Old Testament, before Christ had died for us, they would go into, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies, and it would be once a year, and he would be frightened. <laughs> and hopefully that he was clean. Yeah. And if he didn't go in there cleansed, like, they would tie a rope around them, and yeah. if they dropped dead, they would have to pull them out, because that was the home of the Lord. Yeah. But now he comes and dwells whoever would truly believe in him and who and what he has done for us. That's incredible. And it's beautiful. So with that newfound relationship, you can see how the Lord sees you. And that right there, the greater and greater the relationship gets with the Father, mm-hmm. we can start to be revealed of what we look like. Not only what scripture says, but also he might give you a glance of what you actually look like in the spirit and the authority you actually hold. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the other thing is like coming to know God for who he is and knowing the Holy Spirit for for who he is and why he was sent, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because we're not, it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by his spirit alone that we're able to do anything. It's by his spirit alone that we're even to be able to be made into the image of Christ. That we're able to even start to look like him is because of the Holy Spirit. The power. The power. And... When we first got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, I asked the Lord, I was like, so how does this work? Like, what is this? You know, mm, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking in tongues. I feel great. But like, what is this? And the Lord started revealing to me that he likened the Holy Spirit. He likened himself to a maid. And he said, I come in and I clean house. Mm. And, but he said, I come into your spirit. But everything in your soul is the other parts of the house that need to get cleaned up. That you need to open that bathroom door. You need to open those closets, those drawers, every little nook and cranny in that house. He wants to get those dust bunnies out of there. That's the inner core of Solomon's temple. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we, when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't just stop there. 
that's actually just the very beginning of him coming and cleaning house. Okay. So we need to be able to submit, surrender, and allow the Holy Spirit to, okay, Lord, go into that closet, clean that out, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Go into all those drawers, and I want those cleaned out as the well. The traumas, all the pain, all the... Yeah, all the, the, yeah everything yeah. that's happened in our lives, you know, like whatever trauma we've been through, whatever pain, hurts, all those unforgiveness, all those kinds of things that were not given to us by the Lord. He comes in, cleans house, and replaces it with all of his gifts. Right. So it, it comes from a place of humility. Um, humility equals glory, and no humility equals no glory. Mm. You must have humility in order to see the glory of the Lord to shine through you. Amen. Um, you know, and, and, and like Vanessa said earlier, you know, the very beginning of the podcast, it was, it's all about love. It's loving the Father above all and loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you go out and evangelizing and you have an anger issue, you know, you you may say the same exact words too. To you might have a script, and the dude who has the heart for the Lord will read the same exact words that the angry man says, mm-hmm. and they'll say it to the same person, and that guy might might get offended or get upset at that guy yeah. who have who has who has the anger issues, just because there is a vibration that comes off, and oh, it's yeah. whatever the the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you come in there and you have flawed flawed characteristics in that field. That person may pick up on it, even though you did everything right. Oh right, yeah. You know, sure. there might be just something in your heart that the motive isn't in the right place. Yeah, I can't, I can't. Um, I mean, I think of all the times that I've had someone come up to me and and you're like, you feel something, and you're like, oh, what, what's going on there? Like there, like I feel some sort of like um, pushback in the spirit. Like you feel. Yeah. You know, we like we you talk about energies and vibrations, you know, but it's true. It's like there's. There's energies that are given off. There's that abundance in your heart that people can sure. feel that. And if you're not operating out of the love of the Father, people can feel that. You yeah. know, we've been out um, we've been out evangelizing for probably, what, two years or so. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until I started asking for the heart of the Father that, that then was when I started actually seeing people's lives get changed on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I thought I was doing everything right. I was going out asking people if they wanted prayer, but it just wasn't. We were seeing some stuff, you know, we would see people get healed and things like that. But I wanted to go farther than that. It's great to see people get healed and their lives get touched. But man, I wanted to see people laid out on the street. Transformations. Yeah, in complete in a complete transformation that they want to, you know, that they're getting filled with the Holy Spirit and they're getting baptized that day. Like, I want to, I wanted to see that. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started praying for the heart of the Father over people mm-hmm. that then we started seeing bigger and greater things. Sure. Um, just to share a little testimony, uh, this is before I was saved. This is when I was doing nightclub security um, and such. And, and, and this is specifically talking about what Vanessa was speaking of. You know, the heart. If you go out there with the wrong heart, that person may pick up on it. Vanessa said, you know, she would discern people's hearts mm-hmm. before they were even able to talk. And when they talked, it was a like confirmation. Mm-hmm. So when I was a, uh, um, when I was a bouncer, I would check IDs mm-hmm. a lot of times. And when I saw these people walk up, and even if I was inside the club, I would be able to look at them from a distance and I would see their face. And I would... I just knew right away. I had like this weird discernment and I, and this is the Holy Spirit gave me this discernment from a young age. I just knew who was going to be a problem in the place and who wasn't. Even when I, even if I didn't talk to them, but when I talked to them, I would even know even more. Mm-hmm. So the Lord would actually use that, you know, in my secular life. Mm-hmm. 
and now even more so in, in my Christian life. Mm-hmm. You know, but the reason why I want to bring that up is because even people who don't even know the Lord are are, are feeling these things. Right. Right? Right. So it's like if we're going to be Christians, we have to know how to fight around those things and how to come in with an upper advantage. Yeah. Yes, the Holy Spirit is our co-laborer, and I'm going to get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. He is our co-laborer, and we work together. Right. But we'd still play a significant part of it. Yeah. That's why Jesus came. You think Jesus had a... You think Jesus had to come and get baptized? Yeah. You think the Holy Spirit had to descend on him for him to receive? Yeah. He's God. Yeah. Fully man, fully God. He already had this. Right. But he submitted himself to show us the way. Right. How to walk, how to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's that. Um, so the whole thing is about this whole inward game. It's pure humility, seeing ourselves vulnerably before the Lord in this place of, okay, Lord, search my heart. Show me my faults. Yeah, and maybe, you know, taking some time, too. Like, there's been several seasons where the Lord has just made us, he's made us sit. He's like, no, you're going to sit, and you're, and it, it is a time for us just to minister to him. Sure, you and know, it's not to wrong love, to, to have, to, him. It's right, it's not really quick before you go, it's not wrong to not, to sit uh, sit down. Yeah. It's not wrong to be like, okay, well, I'm not evangelizing, I'm not seeing people saved, I'm not seeing all of this. It's not always about the works. You have to be changed before you can work. Right. Yeah, amen. that's so true. You have to be changed before you can do the work of the ministry. Yeah. Because if God hasn't done the ministry in you first, then you can't be effective for the ministry out there. Right. You know, and it's like if there's a season where you feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you to just sit for a while with him, minister to his heart, he ministers to your heart, that's where you build intimacy with him. That's mm-hmm. where in those alone times, it's like, it's like Zach and I going out and we're with a bunch of people all day. We're still together, you know, we're still husband and wife, yeah. but we're not talking all day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, sometimes I start it's to feel intimate. like I miss, I miss you. I'm like, oh, Zach's, you know, Zach's over there, but he's still with me. Mm-hmm. I just, but I want that alone time. I want to be yeah. able to talk and, and ask how he's doing. And you need those times with the Lord where it's just you and him. Right. You know, that those, those moments of just ministering like David did, just singing to his heart and loving on him because mm-hmm. that's when he starts pouring out that healing and the revelation and all those those things that make us effective. Right. And this right here, and this isn't to offend people, but let me explain. <laughs> um, you have to look inward before you look to God. Yeah, so this is something I struggled with when we first started talking about this. Yeah. You have to look inward before you look to God. The reason being is... How can you look to God if you're perfect? Mm-hmm. If you don't find a flaw, if there's nothing for you to change, why do you need help anyways? Right, there's no such thing as repentance if you don't exactly. recognize so what's it's, wrong. It's very plain and simple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we need to be able to look inwardly, mm-hmm. being able to see that we need to be changed, and then once we do that, we can come into this place of asking God for His help. Yeah. And that's why a relationship is so important, because even though inward comes first, mm-hmm. God is still going to use this inward like i'm i'm trying to find a way how to explain this because it's not always we are the ones identifying our issues god identifies it our brothers and sisters will identify it right. and it'll help us and it'll confirm to us what issues we have that mm-hmm. needs to be changed mm-hmm. so there's obvious things a lot of obvious things when the lord starts to show you who you are in spirit right mm-hmm. your characteristics the fruits of the holy spirit once you start reading scripture more and start to get into that relationship with him he starts to reveal to you what you look like okay like well here's an obvious flaw right you know i'm going around and fornicating left and right well okay well i need to repent from that i need to stop this Mm -hmm. 
you know, or I'm constantly angry. Well, the Holy Spirit says to have joy and peace, but I'm angry all the time. Well, let's figure this out. Right. But there's maybe some little things in there that we don't even realize. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is going to be the one to show us. And that's why relationship is so important. Right. Because with this relationship, God can point it out to us. And because we're humble in heart, we can see it. Because yeah. God will show us stuff consistently, even through our whole entire life. That's why people don't see him. It's because they don't have eyes to see. He's constantly reaching out to every single person. Mm-hmm. He he touches and touches and touches and puts people all over. You know how many times we've gone out and prayed for people. God said, pray for this person. They didn't receive a single thing. Mm-hmm. God he's, is reaching. He's always, yeah. He's, he's always he's reaching. He's chasing us. Yeah. So it's like we have to have that heart, that, those, that heart that's open, the eyes to see and ears to hear what the Lord is truly saying to us so we can become, become transformed. Um, how do you change? How do you change? Once you've, once you've come to this place, okay, Lord, I need to change. Now I'm going to rely on you. This is where we're starting to go to upward. Um, inward is very brief. You know, it's not super crazily detailed. It's Mm -hmm. literally, if you don't have humility, bro, you're not growing. Honestly, inward and upward are kind of co-linked because you really can't have the inward without the upward. Exactly. But we can get into more depth about upward and then outward. Sure. Um, So I want to finish off with this. Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's such a... Honestly, really, to me, I think it's an overly done scripture. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like a John people, three sixteen. It's people like every, don't actually listen to it. They don't, don't like take it in. Yeah, it's like that head knowledge that we talked about. Yeah. Like it's not that heart knowledge. Like rest. What does that mean? I will give you rest. All who are weary and burdened, mm-hmm. you are carrying. You're carrying a bag of crap. It's not and for you. It's not for you. And the Lord wants to take that off your shoulder. I heard a testimony from uh from one of our pastors. His um. What was it? He, I'm going to butcher it. But <laughs> but his buddy had picked up something that he had given to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, like a burden. Yeah. And the Lord came to him and told him sternly, give that back to me. Give that to me. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a fluffy, like, like you know, like, pillow fight that we think that Jesus always does. This is something that God wants off of our shoulders. This is not something that we're supposed to have. So we know we have to give up these things that we can't just carry them. A lot of times, once we get changed, we'll like pick it up again mm-hmm. and we'll put it back over our shoulders like it's our burden. Oh yeah, I've done that so many times. It, it's very common, Yeah. you know? Uh, but once we're free, we need to remind ourselves, continually renew our mind mm-hmm. that we're set free. Amen. So co-laborers with the Lord, the Lord doesn't want us to have to to fall and fall and fall and fall. He gave us his Holy Spirit so we could see victory. He came to give us life and life abundant. So he doesn't want us to be weighed down and trying to trudge through life, you know? Yeah. (laughs) An old jalopy. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't want us to be an old jalopy. He wants us to be a nice uh, Maserati. (laughs) I'll take a Bugatti. So, um, yes, that's Bugatti 101. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, This is a beautiful segment um, a beautiful first episode. Mm-hmm. This is inward for you guys. Uh, it does seem a little basic, but if for you seasoned disciples out there, if you if you're in a consistent form or a consistent place of transformation, you already know that humility is number one. Yeah. And pride came before the fall. So I mean, humility is opposite of pride. Right. You know, we have to have to have to have to have to have a humble heart. Yeah. Amen. We have to. If we don't, there is no moving forward. So mm-hmm. key number one is. Inward, step number two, 
upward and then outward. So you see why we have to do inward first. Mm-hmm. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Resurrected Love with Vanessa and Zach. This is a beautiful, like I said, a beautiful segment today. Um, the next one that is coming up is Upward. And, of course, we kind of touched a little bit on it today. It's kind of hard to not touch on it. But we're going to go in deeper in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest part about it is relationship and how the Lord sees us and mm-hmm. Upward and how that will manifest our in the Outward. Identity. Exactly, our yeah. identity. So, um, um, and also I want to give like a little, like a little teaser to the next, you know, to the next series or the next episode after what we're doing here, this series that we're in right now, a little teaser for what we're going to be doing after. So I'm sure a lot of us, and this happened to me from the very, very beginning part of my walk, I follow the Lord. I want to know the Lord. I want to do ministry for him, but where do I fit? Hmm. Where does, where does my, what is my gifting? Am I a part of the fivefold? Do I even have a ministry at all? Am I supposed to just follow? Am I supposed to be a leader? So um, we're going to talk about that in the next one. Not, not the next episode, but the next series. series. <laughs> so I want to give a little teaser out there for just there's everyone some, listening. There's some good things that the Lord's bringing forth, um, I believe, through this this podcast. I agree. Um, as he was the one that led us to start it. So I really feel like he's going to bless it. Amen. So... God bless you guys. Thank you so much. I'm going to say a closing prayer just about what we learned today. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to share this revelation with our brothers and sisters who are listening on this channel. Lord, I pray that all the words that were spoken, that they penetrate our spirits, that they go past head knowledge and they go straight into the cardiognosis, our heart knowledge. Lord, let us be transformed into your image, not just in spirit, but also in the flesh, Lord. Let us see your glory, your Shekinah glory, your Kabod glory be manifested through us as sons and daughters of the kingdom on earth, Lord. Let us find our transformation within you. Let us find our identity because of you. Lord, we thank you so much. We, we glorify you and your son, Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, for being our helper today. So thank you, Lord, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. God bless you guys. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.